0: Thank you for tuning in to Convos with Anita Santiago podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to reach out and email me, send an email to convos, that's C-O-N-V-O-S-C-W-S at gmail.com. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the importance of life insurance. This is part two with Kelly Holland she'll be sharing information on the importance of adequate life insurance and i'm so happy to continue the conversation hey kelly and welcome to the podcast thank you so much for having me okay life insurance this is a really touchy subject in our community Mm -hmm. Um, there is so much going on with life insurance we have so much misinformation so If you could, can you talk about some of the common myths
1: that um, that we believe about life insurance? Sure. Um, A lot of us believe that life insurance is so expensive. It's not expensive. It's important that you purchase life insurance while you're younger, because when you're younger and you're healthier, it tends to be a lot less. But. Keep in mind that life insurance is based on your age and your overall health and sometimes your gender so it's important that you get it as soon as possible because if the older we get the more expensive it becomes
0: so i would go out on a limb and say probably by the time we really realize we need life insurance we are older and that's why we're saying it's too expensive because we didn't get it when we were young and healthy and now we got this going on and that going on? Do yes. you think that's how it goes? Yes, it is. Boy, boy, boy. Okay, young people, <laughs> you need to get life insurance. Like, it doesn't matter if you don't see, well, if I'm 22 or 25,
1: why would I get life
0: insurance? Just take Kelly's word for it and do it. <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely, please. The second myth, I would say, is you don't make enough money to get life insurance, when you realize life insurance is the purpose of the purpose is to make sure that anybody that's depending on your income they have something in place or you have something in place because you, God forbid you could pass away and your children need the life insurance. Life insurance is protecting your income just like we have car insurance to protect us if we get into a car accident. Just like if we have health insurance, if we get sick, we can go to the doctor. We need life insurance for your life because you're protecting your income until you build up your assets. So if they're depending on your income, your children, you're going to need life insurance.
0: So what you're saying is that I don't have to be a millionaire to get life insurance. Absolutely not. I could be working at um, an office job or... Uh, I could be doing deliveries for uh, a company and I could get life insurance, even though I may not make but $30,000 or $40,000. I don't, I think a lot of people don't realize that. I think people say, well, you know, if I'm not making six figures, what do I need life insurance for? But you made a very good point that in planning for the unforeseen, how, are your children taken care of how are your parents taken care of or anyone else that depends on you you could have special needs adult children mm-hmm. that would need to be provided if something happened to you um, that's that's really an important point that you just made absolutely
1: and also the biggest question and I just did an Instagram live about this not too long ago oh I just have life insurance on my job that's all I need hmm That's a myth. You need to keep the life insurance on your job. I'm not saying to get rid of it. But life insurance on the job is only one to two times your salary. Mm -hmm. You need a supplemental plan outside of that job. And having life insurance outside of the job, you need eight to ten times your salary.
0: Wow. Eight to ten times. But you know what? I can see that because just the cost of funeral services even if you just do the most basic service, I, I've seen twelve and fifteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. for the bottom tier funeral yes. service. So yes. if you if you're doing something really big, you're sending your loved one off in a big way. That's a big chunk of that money that's going to be used. And then what about taking care of other things that maybe need to take care of? Yes,
1: yes. I hear commonly, oh, I just need enough money to bury me. No, you don't. You need money to make sure that all of your final expenses are taken care of. If you have children, that they have their college funds set up or just their basic day-to-day needs. And you also uh, need to make sure that with your life insurance, people don't realize if you have life insurance on the job, it's a group plan. Okay. So you don't get a physical policy When you have that job insurance, you're under the company's group plan.
0: Okay, I did not know that. That's something very interesting.
1: Yes, and group plan job insurance is not assignable to the funeral home. (gasps) Gasp. That was a gasp. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's not assignable to the funeral home. You have to make sure that you have a supplemental plan outside because when you have a plan that's outside of the job, you get a physical, tangible plan It's a piece of paper or they can email it to you, but it's the plan that is yours on the job insurance. You don't have a plan that you can hand to the funeral home and say, hey, my loved one passed away. This is the insurance plan. They're not going to be able to work with that. So have that life insurance outside of the job. And I can see how that causes
0: additional stress so Mm -hmm. you've lost someone that you care very much about and now you're learning all these things about life insurance that you didn't know ahead of time which is why in the part one that we just did we were talking about financial literacy and education i think it's so so very important that we don't wait until the disaster happens to learn about these things but we start learning about it now because there's a lot of stuff that you don't know and if you've never lost anyone Mm -hmm. and you've never had to deal with a funeral home and you've never had to go through this, then you wouldn't know until it happens and that's pretty scary. Yes.
1: You, You, as you mentioned before, you have that stress of losing that loved one but then having the stress to come up with the funds to bury your loved one, that's something that you don't want to go through. So... Always get that supplemental life insurance outside of the job. Okay. Also, um, another myth is life insurance is only useful after my death. And I kind of covered that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Life insurance can ensure your financial future, it can ensure your family's future because you have something to leave to them. You're leaving a legacy. And as I mentioned before in part one, you're creating an immediate estate. For your family okay. So It can take care of Any type of uh, Expenses So for example um, My company offers A terminal illness benefit rider mm-hmm. So let's just say You come down with a terminal illness You can use some of that life insurance plan To make sure that you're getting paid for Or paying for your treatments If you need to Any Anything that would help with the terminal illness that you have so kind of like
0: accessing your policy beforehand or access accessing the funds beforehand and I know that there's a big debate over term life and whole life which I think if you're using life insurance to do wealth building and set yourself up for financial future that would be more of a whole life policy
1: are you meaning in terms of the terminal illness benefit rider?
0: No, no, just, no, just in, in general. Okay. Just in general.
1: Um, I recommend term insurance. Okay. And that's okay. The, the, the insurance that we offer. And if you Google Susie Orman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love Susie Orman. Uh-huh. She has a video that talks about the difference between whole life insurance and term insurance. And term insurance is the better wow option and this this is a whole nother conversation Mm -hmm. and we can talk about that offline for the listeners of your podcast but um yeah we'll we'll say that for a different conversation but yes um we can explain the difference between whole life and term insurance um and google Susie orman in that that (laughs) that clip. <laughs> so this is this is
0: a good this is a good teachable moment because you know I've always heard you know that um, you know whole life is used for you know investing and wealth building and term life is just that and you know um, depending on who you talk to or what your products are. You know, you might be pushed this way or Mm -hmm. that way, but you made a very good point that we that we're going to keep stressing is education, education, (laughs) education.
1: And, And term insurance is for a specific term. Okay. And term insurance tends to be cheaper. Okay. Than whole life. But. Google Susie Orman; she breaks it down for you, and I could break it down for you too. But we only have a few minutes for this podcast. That's a whole nother conversation. Okay, everybody, go out and check out Susie
0: Orman's uh, video on the difference between term and whole life. So now that we you went over some of the myths of life insurance, um, why do we need life insurance? You've hit on a couple of things, but um, just break it down for us.
1: Okay. Well, I mentioned before to protect your income. Life insurance is just another fancy word, or for income protection. You're protecting your income while you're alive to build up your assets. Um, it's just another form of protection. Also, um, it's a myth that children don't need life insurance. Children do need life insurance. We do find that children pass away. They, it's, it's horrible. Um, there's so many untimely deaths but you need to make sure that your children are covered
0: and i did not know that because is there an an age that you cannot get life insurance for a child is like there a minimum age for a child to get insurance life insurance or to be covered i guess i should say it that way you can start at birth wow
1: yes um and it's you can start at birth. Um, usually when you drop off of your parents' mm-hmm. life insurance, if you're a child rider, it's at the age of 25. Okay. So you can be on your, uh, or children can be on your, their parents' life insurance till age 25. And the great thing about our company, we have a child rider conversion. Oh, wow. So once your child turns 25, they just convert off of your policy. They don't have to go through the medical questions or anything like that. They just are converted onto their own policy because of their age.
0: And because they're probably young and healthy, it's Mm -hmm. probably going to be very inexpensive. Mm -hmm. So if you were paying for that as a parent, you might want to pay for it. If they split off, because it may not cost as much.
1: Right. And we do have some parents that still pay for their children's life insurance plans. And that's totally fine. You just have the assurance of knowing that they're covered. Okay. Okay. Also, um, as I mentioned before, you're building that immediate estate for your family. You're leaving a legacy. Um, also, life insurance, and I don't think we touched on this before, but it helps with the grieving process. And I, and how I say that is maybe you need to take some additional time off mm-hmm. or maybe go through some grief counseling and you may not be able to, to return to work right away. Now,
0: I don't think people consider that. And me being in the mental health field, I'm, I'm fascinated by, by that uh, concept So life insurance can provide funds Mm -hmm. that can help us if we can't go back to work if we need a little bit of time and that might not be something that people really have considered before.
1: Right. So let's just say as a scenario um, maybe your husband passed away or your family member passed away and you had a life insurance plan and you were awarded the funds and you know not like you're trying to, I guess, profit off of that person's passing, but you have the necessary resources if you need to take that extra time off and don't have to stress about, oh, I don't have any money. I need to get back to work.
0: A lot of jobs only give you three days off mm-hmm. for bereavement. So if you needed to take leave without pay perhaps from your job because they only give you three days of paid. Leave in a lot of cases. I know that's not every job, but many, many places only give you three days. That could be an option for you. So, as you're doing your planning, making sure that there's enough resources there so whoever has to take care of your business and different things also have enough funds there that if they need to be off of work to do all of that they could do that that's pretty that's pretty interesting
1: yes yes I think it's important and again I, I will mention this if someone is relying on your income you are going to need life insurance um, if you pass away um, again life insurance covers your final expenses anything that um, is outstanding and you're also Building that legacy for your children
0: And I know we were talking a little bit Earlier about situations Where people are in relationships And not married Mm -hmm. Um, Because of the way that our laws are set up Even if you've been with someone 20, 30, 40 years And you live together and you've shared everything That doesn't always Entitle you To benefits If you lose that person if they pass away And tell me if I understand this correctly but if you were in a relationship with someone and you wanted to ensure that they could take care of your expenses and that they also had resources to take care of themselves you could place them as a beneficiary on your policy mm-hmm. then they would have that benefit
1: absolutely absolutely. so, so
0: that's something to consider because we, we often are so, again, you know, busy living our lives, trying to get the bills paid, trying to get things taken care of. We don't think about the what ifs. And, you know, some people may even say, well, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be um, fatalistic. I don't think it's fatalistic to be wise in planning. No, absolutely. And if, you know, and from what you're saying and what we're talking about, it's the planning piece that we really have to attend to. Have we sat down do we know every place we have coverage do we know can we put our hands on those policies where did you put them do your family members know where to go do they know if you have coverage on your job who who are the people that you need to share this with and then for your immediate family especially if you have young kids it's not just the loss of your income that you're replacing but what about college or um A down payment for a home or whatever Mm -hmm. you whatever legacy you want to leave to your children um, have you really thought it out planned it out and then reviewed all of your information to make sure that you have everything covered yes
1: that's important yeah and we mentioned this before just make sure you review your life insurance plan all of your documents on a regular basis
0: okay so a lot of people um feel like they are barriers to life insurance. I know um, you know different diagnoses, different chronic health problems. Well I can't get life insurance anyway and I heard you say that there may be different types of products depending on what the circumstances.
1: Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Uh, my company does offer plan options for individuals that may be uninsurable according to traditional life insurance plans we just need to sit down and talk and and get a clear picture of what's going on and see how we can help you I do know other people in the industry that help with individuals that have some type of medical condition or pre-existing condition where they may not be able to get insurance Mm -hmm. so again it's doing your research or reaching out to people networking and finding out what plan options are the best for them Uh, keep in mind as you get older and I mentioned this before as you get older sometimes it's hard to get life insurance that's affordable Mm -hmm. so i always recommend the younger you are the healthier you are to get life insurance immediately
0: and i think what we're saying is you know we're not promising that just because you reach out to someone that you can get life insurance but if you have it in your mind that you can't or you're uninsurable and you haven't had a conversation with someone what we're really saying is just have a conversation because that may or may not be correct depending on the circumstances, and the only way you're gonna really know is to reach out and talk to somebody and then from what you said earlier if you if you do have coverage through your job, that's good um, but you may be able to get coverage depending on you know the company and what they offer, so it's important to reach out and and maybe try to have those conversations. And that kind of brings us to this question. We've touched on it a little bit, but people with limited resources. Okay. We, we know that those of us that are, you know, working or have resources, it may be easier for us to afford life insurance, but if I have limited resources, um,
1: what can I do? It's good that you sit down with a financial life insurance professional And we have a concept that I do with all of my clients, which is called the DIME. And the DIME is an acronym. And the D stands for death and debt. I is for income. M is for mortgage. And necessarily, you don't have to have a mortgage or if you're renting. And education is what the E stands for. So what I do is I take all of your information, your um, debt, if you have like car note, uh, student loans that type of thing we put that down death just means that we give you the average funeral cost and keep in mind the average funeral cost is 15000 and we touched on that before right, right. and that's for the the minimum uh, we look at your income uh, what you um your gross is also if you're renting or if you have a mortgage, what your mortgage payment or your uh, monthly rent is. And education can be if you're going to school or if you have children that you're wanting to send off to college. So we compute all of that information to come up with your actual need for income protection. And you may need a quarter of a million dollars in income protection. But your budget doesn't allow you to get that much coverage. What we do is we work within your budget. We reassess. We recompute the numbers for you to make sure that we come up with a monthly premium that is feasible for you and your household. So we have a saying in our group, oatmeal is better than no meal.
0: (laughs) I like this (laughs) saying. I like that a lot.
1: So that's important. so we work within your budget. If you get if you can't get a a big policy get a little something just so you have some sort of protection and peace of mind so if i get a small policy but my circumstances change can i can i change that policy absolutely we recommend that you call your insurance agent immediately if your situation change um or it changes and we can modify adjust and make sure that we keep your coverage on the books.
0: Well, that's good to know because I think that, you know, knowing that you're not stuck. So if you get something in place at a, at an affordable rate, you can make changes to that policy as your circumstances dictate. Absolutely. And that's why having someone to work with is so important because you have someone that you can go to and say, well, I got a promotion at work, I need more income protection, Or maybe I fell on hard times And Mm I want to do all I can To keep this in place How can we do that And I I think having somebody with you on a journey So in the mental health field When we do therapy we say that the therapist Is with you on the journey Mm -hmm. This is kind of what you're doing Absolutely, You're with the client on their journey You're there to answer questions To educate and to help Now Kelly isn't the only person Out there that's doing this Absolutely not many 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 confident um, experienced established uh, financial planners investment planners professionals that can help you get these things in place and help you keep these things in place because it's not just getting it in place but you don't want to get a life insurance policy and then have it lapse only to find out later when you really want to get it again now you have some Um, exclusion that prevents you from getting it so it's really important that once you get the stuff in place the pieces of income protection um, and asset protection which would be your other insurances that you get it in place and that you hold on to it long term so that it's not um not something that you lose Kelly, these two sessions with you on financial literacy and life insurance have been tremendous. Uh, I hope the listeners enjoy it and, and get a lot out of it. I really like the way you broke everything down and it didn't feel like I was in accounting class. It felt like I, got, I can get this like I can get the gist of this. And I think when it comes to these complicated pieces of life, the, the more simple, the better. And if we can find someone who can break it
1: down for us, it helps so tremendously much. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me and congratulations on your podcast. This is wonderful.
0: And, and I just want to point out, you know, for our listeners, one one. What you highlighted today and in our previous session is education. We just have to be educated about Financial products What they are What they're not And then we got to Get it in place And keep it in place So that we can um, Have those kind of Resources for our Families long term So Kelly Thanks for being on And thanks to the Listeners for tuning in To Convos with Anita Santiago podcast Please subscribe to This podcast on Apple Spotify Or wherever you Listen to podcasts You can also reach out To me by email at convoscws at gmail.com.